Welcome back to another episode of Hammering Down. I am back with a really, really fun guest. I am being joined by a guy who grew up here in the state of Alabama in the Huntsville area, was the star of a Grissom High School team that some people said was the best high school team in the U.S. when he was there. You know, arguably, if not the best offensive player in the state, goes to Indiana for a while, then to Western Michigan, where he made an absolute name for himself, which says a lot considering the state of the program. A guy who went from the Michigan Bucks to uh, AFC Ann Arbor to Stumptown, may they rest in peace, now back home into Birmingham, well, into Alabama at least. Jake Roof, what's up, man? It's quite the intro. What's up? Thank you. Dude. You kind of been everywhere and you've, I mean, let's see, Michigan, uh, Indiana, Alabama, North Carolina. I mean, you've just kind of done a whole tour of the Eastern part of the U S dude. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh soccer's taking me a lot of places, make a lot of friends everywhere I go. So it's, it's nice. It's a blessing. I like traveling around like that, but it's even better having a spot where you feel at home and that you fit in. So it's been really nice going on three years here in Birmingham. So I, I like the, that stability and that, that sense of belonging, I guess. Your time here at Birmingham has been really interesting. Um, I mean, going from your first two years here of not playing that much, and I mean, I'll, and I'll hold my hands up and admit it, I, was, I didn't really understand what the plan was because – before this year, the system we were playing didn't fit your didn't fit your skills the best. And I had always just kind of sat there and said, he's a great player. He's a great player. But whenever you're playing in a system that doesn't fit a player, it's like playing them out of position. It didn't make sense to me. And this year you have come along and not only become a great player. I've, I've said many a times now that you're a key reason why we've gone on this win streak. What's changed? Is it something about you? Is it the system? Is it both? What's up? Well, that's nice to hear, first of all. So thank you. And yeah, I think right now um, with me coming in, it's it's helped our, our balance as a team. Um, you know, Mikey was holding it down out there, but you see him move to the middle it's it's been even better for our team yep. um and i think me coming in on the left uh gives johnny a bit more freedom to go up the right which you know he loves to do you see that every game most <laughs> of our most of our big moves you know start with him that's no secret pushing on forward like in new york and uh in phoenix same thing he was pushing up like that um so yeah i think that helps our back line is just solid right now too our uh like with fanny next to me i feel like free as a bird. I can do whatever I want because I know he's right there next to me. And he knows I'm getting back in as soon as I can. So I just feel like everyone's everyone's playing for each other, trusting each other. And I think it, it, that's shown in the last few games. You kind of talked about Fanwell. Dude is probably one of the most underrated center backs in the USL. A. Yeah. I, he doesn't get the big like tackles and stuff like that because he doesn't have to. I, whenever you're watching him play, uh, the way he's just able to get in front of defender or get in front of an attacker and just make them lose the ball without having to dive in and, you know, get a card or give up a penalty. What kind of confidence does that give you? And what have you kind of learned from a guy who's been there, done that? 
yeah, like you said, been there, done that. The experience is is just so important, especially in the back line. Um, you know, yeah, I think the thing he always is telling me, I think he's trying to keep me in the right spots. So I'm not, you know, just lost out there. He, so he's saying stay inside. We, we, st- we start in and then we deal with the most dangerous instead of just flying out willy-nilly. You said he doesn't make many tackles because he doesn't have to, right? And he's, he's one of the hardest guys to dribble by. And that's, that's clear on the field. As, as soon as he makes contact with the attacker, all the momentum is lost, you know? And so that, that's cool. There's a lot to learn there, and it's nice to have him right next to me back there. You know, something that doesn't get lost is it's kind of funny, uh, you know, the guy who I guess brought you in, Jay Heaps, he kind of mm-hmm. has this similar track record of I, you and Alex both where – all throughout high school, you were midfielders and attackers. I mean, Alex was a striker growing up until he decided to be (laughs) seven foot 11. And, you know, you were an attacker scoring, you know, 33 goals for fun. And then you end up kind of moving to that backline role. Is that something that, you know, playing under a coach like Tommy Stone, being brought in by Jay Heaps, who know what it's like to go from that midfield to defense, is that something that's helped you in your development? Yeah, well, interestingly, I was – my first years playing club, I was in the midfield. Did a brief stint at center back, and we won the state cup. It was the only year we ever won the state cup. I don't think I had too much to do with it, but I was holding out <laughs> at center back. But then I moved back to midfield for the majority of my career and in, in high school as well. Um, then we had a couple, couple personnel changes in high school. We lost a few players, so then my coach moved me up top. That's when I started bagging goals. I don't know what got a hold of me, but when you're hot, you're hot. When you're scoring goals, you know, you got, you got the Midas touch. So, um, but yeah, midfield has always been where I played until college. So right when I got to college, they moved me to right back at Indiana. I started training there and the environment there was, was really good. They were, they, they were very detailed in their approach. Um, systematic everyone was on the same page and I, I learned a lot how to how to read the game how to read the plays how to how to play the attacker using your body not as a foul but just to break up the play that sort of thing so um, that's where I first started playing outside back uh, when I got to western Michigan I played three years there after I transferred and I did pretty much two years in the midfield and then one at left back so I, I was I was bouncing around kind of in college, but a lot of defense, a lot of defense. When I got to Stumptown in North Carolina, um, we had a lot of central midfielders, some, some quality players, and I found myself in the back line. And the more I played there, the more my coach just gave me more and more time. So that was obviously where I fit in the best on that team as well. So when I got to Birmingham, I was already a defender, like yeah. majority. So that's that's where I came in already with that in mind and that's kind of where they had me they moved me a little center back right back they had never played me at left back despite that's where I played for Stumptown and Western just being naturally right footed just right never really had to and we had left backs but um yeah so this year is when I first started playing left back for the team so it's I mean well it, that it has I mean the first appearance you made this year was against Southern State Stars SC, which is still the longest name I've ever seen in my life. Um, 
they you played that uh that wide center back role and because mm-hmm. Ryan James was out on that left back side and this is when we were yeah. still kind of in that weird experimental stage of what are we doing this year what's kind of the plan and you played a lot you were getting forward obviously against a little bit lesser opposition but still you were still getting forward and we still see that now where I mean at the very end of this New Mexico match you were at the edge of the box for what felt like the last 10 minutes of the match. You were just beaming up there. That part where you were, you know, moving up into the midfield, do you still feel comfortable going up there? Is that something that you're just like, oh, I still got that in the back pocket, no worries? Yeah, I. let's see. My confidence has been growing, definitely. And in training, the guys are just – uh some of the older guys are just encouraging us to play, be brave. And that's helped me a lot because it's like when you want the ball in those positions, it helps the team. And uh, I actually got a little bit of stick from coach getting high at the end, getting <laughs> so close to the box, you know, we're up. He doesn't, he didn't want that. So I had to reel it in a little bit. I was getting a little excited, you know, but um, yeah, I just was trying to be the outlet that one time you saw late, they switched it over to me yep. and uh, New Mexico was shifted over real hard. And I saw one guy, I saw the box. I thought, I'm going to get in the box. I'm going to get a shot off. Haven't had too many shots this year, so I'm trying to get my numbers up. But, um, yeah. I, that's <laughs> – it's kind of funny. This is not the first time, you know, I've asked somebody. It's like, oh, well, you did this in this match. And they're like, yeah, coach got mad at me for that. And I was like, well. <laughs> uh so, I mean, I, I this was one of the first things I kind of thought of when I saw your entire history – being a guy from Huntsville, I mean, you're used to the summers and the the weather around here. That's that's not a new thing for you. Going up mm-hmm. and experiencing an Indiana and Michigan winter, dude. What was <laughs> what were you thinking, man? <laughs> it, it was brutal. I remember at IU one time they they gave us an advisory telling them, don't go outside without like a face covering or like a mask or scarf over your face or something because it was so cold. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, this is a bit different. Um, didn't really ever get school canceled for snow, so that was a that was a big L. But when I got to Western, it was it was even more extreme. It was a bit closer to Lake Michigan, so we were getting the lake effect. So the winter was was even worse. And uh, waking up, rolling out of bed for eight a.m. and you look and it's like single digits or less. You know that'll that'll take the wind out of your sails real quick. I mean the. The men's soccer season in college is strange. It kind of lasts all year long, but it kind of doesn't last all year long. It's it's a weird, it's kind of a bizarre time, I guess. You For you, it starts getting cold. Were you guys still training outside when it was, you know, freezing and below? Or was it were there indoor facilities? Or did, was that just how they made y'all tough? <laughs> yeah, in the, in the spring especially, we had, a, we had an indoor facility that we trained at. It was an indoor turf field. It was actually pretty nice. But in the fall, we were training outside uh, pretty much the whole time. So I remember a few games, you know, the freezing rain, the snow rolls in, and it was it was bad. But the other team is – it's even worse for them. They're playing away at our place, and it's yeah. happening. So you know they're – yeah. we would, I think we'd win most of those games, honestly. Our coach was a hard man. So, like, he hated if anyone was wearing tights or something to keep their legs warm. He was like – no, no, we're wearing shorts and socks. That's the uniform. I mean, you kind of brought him up. Uh, Chad Wiseman, he has been 
a legend in the Mac for a while. I mean, he is just a legendary coach. How did he kind of build you as a player uh, those three years that you were there? Yeah, uh, like you said, he's been around in the Mac for a while. He's really transformed that Western Michigan program. Um, he had he had a vision and he believed in it, and he brought in guys and and he he was demanding hard work and that was good. He he was really good at getting guys to buy in to his to his vision to his style. It was it was pretty blue collar, but we had quality as well, so it was a it was a good combo. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun playing there but like I said he is a bit of a hard man he'll get it he'll lay into you so you got to have thick skin I think that's how that's probably how he helped me out a lot um just like when you make a mistake maybe you're gonna hear it from him but you can't let that rattle you you know like you just got to keep playing your game you gotta yeah keep trusting yourself I guess whenever I mean just for maybe like someone who's younger listening to this you know they're going through club or they're going maybe their first few years of college coming mm-hmm. from you know, at high school where you're the best player there or, you know, you're kind of transcended above everybody else because you've been captain or MVP, so on and so forth. That first time coach really gets into you and you feel like you maybe aren't the best one there. That first time and afterwards, how do you just kind of get into that mental space of just being like, it's fine. I'm actually, I'm still good. I'm not trash. Like suddenly, like, how do you kind of get past that? Um, well, it helps to have, you know, good teammates that'll build you up, but at the end of the day, you got to take that personal responsibility and you got to say like, you know, I'm here for a reason. I didn't just wind up here because of luck. You know, the, you're there because you're a skilled player, you're a good player and the best players in the world make mistakes. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mess up. It, it's like, it's so easy to hang on to that and, and focus on that, but that's just going to hold you back moving forward. You know, take what you can and then and then move forward. You know, you come back here and you're with AFC in Ann Arbor and then you go over to Michigan Bucks. I mean, those are in the USL League Two world. Were they was that still League Two or that were they PDL when you were there? No, uh, Ann Arbor was NPSL when I was okay. there and the Bucks were PDL. OK, so, yeah, now they're in the same league. Yep. Yeah, they're both US too. Okay, they're yeah. USLT League too, yeah. So wh- whenever, because I've, it seems like everybody I've talked to in some form, everybody kind of plays a summer league. They get a little bit of development, play in the summer league. For mm-hmm. you, I mean, the Michigan Bucks and AFC Ann Arbor are considered to be kind of the cream of the crop when it comes to these development clubs over the summer. What did you kind of learn from those areas, like from those clubs specifically? Let's see. I did. So I did two years at Ann Arbor and then I went to the Bucks. And then the year after I went back to Ann Arbor. So that, that whole story, um, you know, I really liked Ann Arbor. It was one of my, some of the best coaches I had were there, I think. And, you know, they, they kept it real professional. They, they were, they were fair to the players. They were, they were strict. They had their vision, but we, we played a good style there and uh, they had a lot of fun. And I, I think movement off the ball and decision-making, I think the coach helped me a lot with that. Because obviously at that point, you know, I've been playing a lot, but it's those, those fine-tuned details that, that make the next level. You know, because like everyone there can play, but the, right. the, the details are kind of what separates you at that point. And uh, 
So that was really good. I, I went to the Bucks because at the time they were PDL, which was considered, you know, maybe a bit, you know, there was some, some debate, but it was considered maybe a bit better league. Right. As far as, as quality, but, um, and we had a really good team there. A lot of good players. It was fun. It's fun to meet a bunch of new guys, but I felt like I went in thinking, you know, the grass might be a little greener. And then the next year I knew I wanted to go back to Ann Arbor. It was, it was a, it was a family outside the club, the owners, the coaches, it was just such a good environment to develop personally. And as a team. So I ended up going back and uh, really enjoyed my time there. And I've kept up with Ann Arbor that their quality has just gotten yeah. better and better. They're really building something special up there. They're ridiculously good this year. They've been, they've been either sitting in first or in second pretty much all year long. They are a ridiculously good squad. Their women's side is really good too. They've yeah, they went on a huge win streak, right? Yeah, they I think they're sitting in second right now and in, in their division, I think that gives them a playoff spot. So as of now, they're they're looking to make a little uh a little championship run up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'm fairly sure the coach, the women's coach is uh Boise, which was the men's assistant when I was there. Mm. So yeah, great coach. So kind of bringing it back to home, I guess you've, like I mentioned your first two years here, you didn't really play a whole bunch. And there were obviously with the bringing in of league one, and there's, uh, there were talks of uh, the Huntsville area getting a league one team. So it's like, okay, what, what are we, you know, what's kind of the plan here? What, what kind of made you decide to stick at home in Alabama, as opposed to, going to another club that you know you could have got more first-team minutes or even possibly dropping down to a league? Yeah. So, like you said, actually, the first year was the COVID season. Yes. I actually got more games. I was, I was getting some starts and getting some minutes. Uh, I think it was mainly out of necessity. And I feel like I didn't, you know, grab a hold of that role. I was just kind of – I don't know. I, I, I was not at the level I am now, that's for sure. And yep. looking back, you know, looking back, I know what, what coach was seeing and what probably what he was waiting for a little bit, you know. And so that got me back year two, and I was really excited to come back. And then year two, not as many minutes, not, not as many starts, you know, as I'd like. Um, but I was pushing. I was working hard in training. And, you know, I could see myself improving, getting better and better in training and being with the, some top, top class players, I could see myself getting better. And at the end of the year, when I had the opportunity to come back here or go, I thought about some of my favorite players in, uh, you know, just watching European football, watching Champions League, all this type of thing. My favorite players were always the guys that stuck around at a club for a long time and built something. Right. And, I, and for me, you know, my family being an hour and a half away and them coming down to the game, friends coming down to the game, that was something special. And, and Birmingham had given me an opportunity in the league. I felt like I wanted to build something with them. And so they were giving me the opportunity. I told Jay, if I have the opportunity to come back, I want to come back. and I want to keep improving. I want to keep being a part of it. And I think that mentality of, of switching not from or switching from a little bit of frustration 
to just kind of letting go and enjoying it. That was my big switch going into this year. And I think that's showed with how I'm playing and how I'm doing now, that little mentality switch. It was, it's kind of funny because I mean, your first year here, that was, I mean, you were getting a good bit of play there and that was after Matthew Laurent went down with another injury, which was just Mm -hmm. gutted to see that. Love that guy. Um, And then you started getting some play and then then that's when kind of Bolu went from being a defensive midfielder to being a center back. And that was because center backs just could not stay healthy. And then the next year, you know, it's fan, it's Fanny, it's Alex. It's okay. Center backs locked down. Where, where are we and going? Ben, that's the third ben, center back. Yeah, your old roommate Ben goes in. So we have three center backs back there, and it's like okay. And then they bring in Thomas Van K. Zeal, and it's like okay, what? Even even as fans, we're like okay, what are we? What's the plan here? What's going on? And then this year, Thomas is out. Um, you know, obviously no Bolu, no Ben. And it just kind of seems like it's fallen perfectly into your lap. We're letting Ryan James play higher up the pitch. So we're getting the best of both of you guys now where Ryan is phenomenal uh, going up the pitch. And then you're just an absolute stud on defense. And it feels like we finally reached a point as fans were like, this is what we've been waiting for, for really three, four years now. Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. I feel like we're, we're well balanced right now. And uh, yeah, we're getting, we're getting the best out of everyone. I think that's what, that's of course what the fans are wanting. That's what everyone yeah. wants. That's what we as players want. That's what we as coach wants is everyone, everyone using their strengths to make the team better. And I think that's, that's definitely something we're doing right now. And you say Ryan's moving up, but you watch Ryan, how much work he puts in coming back. It yeah. makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. Cause he's it going helped. up, he's getting back just as much. He's, he's defending well. So, you know, it's, it's makes it easier on me too. Ryan is he's kind of a weird mix of a player to watch because you can tell the defense is there. He's a quality left back. And then you're also like, well, I want to see him play a little bit of left mid and left uh, wing and like the left wing a bit. It's like, okay, (laughs) where do we want him to play? Because he really can just kind of do it all, especially on that left side. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Smart player, you know, because he's got the technique, but he uses this right here and that's, that's why he's good. You know, there is, you, you kind of mentioned him earlier, uh, Ben of I, I love that dude. I love that guy. And one of the coolest moments that we saw this have seen this year was after a hard fought draw, just kind of you and Ben getting a chance to talk to each other after the game, your family, absolutely ecstatic to see him. That was a really <laughs> cool moment. Uh, you know, just for Ben and also just getting that reunion and your family being so close, he kind of, it seemed like kind of became a part of that family. What's that whole atmosphere like? And now that extending to Eddie as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That video was funny. If you watch, you see my mom handing a bag of cookies over to Ben and I'm sure he was just as ecstatic to receive those cookies. Um yeah, it's like I said earlier, it's so great having my family close by and, and they love the team and um, they love just pouring into the guys, supporting and, and enjoying it. So Eddie's Eddie's been on the receiving end of some cookies this year and uh, my family's gotten to know him and I think they like spending time around. He came to a couple family functions, Easter and a couple, couple visits back home. So, uh, yeah, that's been really fun. Kind of. When I first talked to Ben, 
I didn't realize that you guys were living together. And he said it was something along the lines of, you know, sorry, we had to push this back. Jake was in the Jake was in the living room playing FIFA. And (laughs) (laughs) I and ever since then, I've just kind of had that stuck in my mind of just like, you know, you're just kind of just taking up, I guess, the entire living room, just continue to play FIFA. Are you a big gaming guy or what? I am a I am a bit of a gamer. FIFA, not so much anymore. But yeah, last year our apartment wasn't too big. So if anyone was in the living room, the living room was pretty much taken up. But uh, me and Ben got some great FIFA matches in. We'd play together online. We took it from Division 10 all the way up to the, the title, Division 1. So that was a climb. These days I play a, a lot of Overwatch. Okay. I don't know if you know what that one is, but uh, I play that one a good bit. It's I have I only played the original. There's that Overwatch 2 now, right? Is that a thing? That one's coming out next month. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's got uh, a lot of hype. It's been hyped up for years now. It's finally happening. What I mean, it seemed what could they be doing with an Overwatch 2 that's not just basically Overwatch 1? I mean, what could they be doing besides just new characters? That's that's the big question. <laughs> new characters, new maps, I guess. We'll see. Huh. I think it's gonna get a lot of criticism. <laughs> probably so who's your main on there oh see you do play you got the language down and everything I, I play a little bit not much not much just a little bit my main has always been uh zarya okay the tank tank player but uh lately i've been playing a lot of a lot of dps playing ash if you know who that one is when a bit of a sniper when it first came out i was basically i just played mercy and that's all i played and then i was really bad at it so i stopped playing and i tried getting back into it i was uh who was uh mcgree i think i was trying to Uh i was like okay we're gonna we're gonna do this this seems like it'd be fun slinger i was also really bad at it so I, i completely gave it up i'm so bad at uh at those kind of games i'm i'm a horrible i love playing these like heroes and shooters games but mm-hmm. I'm horrible at them. <laughs> Cannot play yeah, and save my me life. Me too. I mean, I'm no good either, but I, I still have fun playing. But, well, I've got a question for you, though. Okay. Tell me about your experience at uh, Birmingham Futsal. Oh, my God. Dude, I got destroyed. <laughs> I was so – I'm so bad. Um, I I had an article that came out recently kind of breaking it down, and the first time I went out there – it was it was a little bit easier because I don't think their big hitters came out there for that day. I guess they just don't go out on Mondays. I don't know. It I was reading the game pretty well. The team was spacing out uh, pretty well. I mainly played that kind of like center back, I guess, keeper role. Got up occasionally. It was fun. I made a few plays, got a goal, and I was passing the ball well. I go out on Thursday, and since it's well past, I don't think you'll mind, but Ryan was out there, um, and <laughs> I was lucky enough to get on Ryan's team. So we went undefeated. I did nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing. It was so unfair. It, you don't realize how good players like, you know, in the USL are until you're playing beside them. I think he got dispossessed one time and everybody kind of stopped because they were in shock because he was just completely destroying everybody. I did nothing. I watched I just kind of stayed back and watched it happen. I did have one good assist though. Um, it was a, it was a one-time assist, put it right out in, uh, to the back post. And it was, it was a good assist. 
and I'm still thinking about it because it was the only good thing. <laughs> hey, if you went undefeated, you did something right. I stayed out of the way. <laughs> Man. It, yeah, I've, Ryan. Ryan's probably one of the better futsal players. I, like, yeah. uh, it's not always easy to make the transition outdoor to futsal. Obviously, you know, good players are going to figure it out. But I think Ryan is especially good at futsal. Ryan is, was ridiculous. Between between Ryan, if you, you had to go one-on-one or watch two players go one-on-one, who would win, Marlon or Ryan? Who, who's got the ball? Oof. What, what, we'll, we'll do it both ways. We'll, we'll start off with Marlon. Marlon with the ball, he's, he's definitely the guy that you don't want running at you. You see it in the games and in training. He's he's got he's got it. One v one. That's what he wants. He wants to attack the defender. Ryan's a good defender, so I don't, I don't know how that one would go. I, I think it could go either way. Okay. You know, hopefully Marlon gets the edge. He's the attacker. I'm hoping that he's got the juice. Okay. On the flip side, though, no disrespect to Marlon, <laughs> but he's not known as the world's best defender. Okay. So I think you know. Ryan versus Marlon, I'm, I might take Ryan on, on if he's attacking. I mean, hopefully Marlon hears this and <laughs> and starts proving me wrong, starts putting in some heavy some heavy challenges. Dude, you're about to get it in studs up in practice tomorrow. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> dude, I everything I've heard from training. Sometimes what I've heard is some of the hardest matches that you guys play end up being in training. Uh, some of the some of the stuff that I've just kind of how intense training gets not in a bad way, like in a toxic uh, kind of culture, but just how intense those, especially those inner squad matches get, you know, for how, who's okay. Is that kind of live up to the hype? Are they, is that intense? And also as a defender, or even whenever you get a chance to start the attack, who are the two players that you least want to see on the other side? If I'm starting the attack. If you're starting the attack, if you're going out there and you and you're having to get past somebody, you're having to dribble past somebody, make a pass. Who is the least? Who's the person you want to see the least? Like I said earlier, Fanny's probably the one of the hardest guys to dribble around. That's that I've come up against. If he gets his arm up against you, you're done. Done so. And I'll say just probably Johnny Dean. You don't want to, I mean, even if you beat him, he's probably going to catch it back up to you. You have to beat him twice, three times. So that's, that's probably that. But yeah, like the, the trainings, that's something that we've been doing really good this year is, is driving the competitiveness and the intensity as high as we can without, without crossing that line. You know, we, we've got a lot of respect for each other, but we're still going to get stuck in and training and we're going to try hard to win the ball. And it's easy to see when guys are going hard and they're, and they're not overdoing it and try to, trying to hurt anyone. And uh, I think that's been helping us a lot because, like you said, some of our hardest days are against each other. And then when we get to, in turn, play together against someone else, you know, it, it makes that bond even tighter and we want to give them an even harder day. So uh, that's been good this year. One of the cool things that we've seen a lot more this year than we've seen in years past, and as a fan, I love it is we've seen more academy guys come up into the first team, train with the first team, and, you know, even make it onto the 18. 
Um, a guy that is on the team right now is Jack Heaps, who also won Gatorade Player of the Year, just like you did, right? You know, he's a guy. Yeah, I told him. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say he's on a similar trajectory as you. Is that something that you guys have talked about? And what kind of advice have you given him for stuff like that? I wouldn't say I've given him too big of advice. We, we just kind of off the field, we're joking around with him, talking to him, all the Academy guys. It's, it's good having them around. Um, I told him he's joining a good, good group of Birmingham Legion guys that have won the Gatorade player of the year. Cause you remember JJ had won it and also yeah. Chandler Hoffman. So I said, you're joining a long list here, <laughs> but yeah, he it's, it's really cool to see. Cause a lot of these guys trained with us last summer as well. Um, and they were juniors in high school. And then a, another year they're training with us again. And it's cool to see how far some of them have come Jack in that uh, category as well so to watch him from, when we first saw him training with us to now, it's been cool because he, he's more comfortable. He, he makes better decisions and uh, he gets, you know, little little tips and encouragements from us. I think that are going to help his game moving forward. I There was the day that uh, they had played at Protective before one of y'all's games. It might have been the lights. I don't remember exactly, but – there was a bunch yeah. of Legion guys out there watching watching that match beforehand, and Jack was just running the field. It was <laughs> ridiculous to watch him play. He's so much better than everybody else out there. That's what I've heard, yeah. God, stupid. <laughs> stupid how good he is. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be a big jump when he goes to Georgetown. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for him. He'll fit in. I mean, yeah, we're seeing a lot more of these players make the jump now. Um, uh, Jackson Robel ended up going to Wofford, and now uh, we had Jaden Cervania went out to uh, where did he wake for us, I think. Um, and then, you know, uh, Kome is at Virginia. Yep. Um, and a couple and, of these guys are going to UAB next year, <laughs> and uh, Marco's at Clemson. So yeah, you're right. We there's a lot of guys going and. Talk about when I was growing up, playing in Huntsville, playing in Alabama. I feel like there wasn't as many players going to play at the top level, and there wasn't as much exposure. So it's nice that there's academies, there's MLS Next, there's the game. The games changed a lot. The clubs are are getting sharper, and they're getting tied into a to the current. I guess it it really is really cool to see. And you like us, and you know, you kind of mentioned this before. I mean, yeah, it's uh, the clubs, the club experience around here is changing a lot, and it's awesome. It's awesome to watch, especially you know, Busa now being absorbed into into Legion. So that's been really cool to see the women's side as well over there with Alabama FC. Just a lot of growth around here has been awesome. Uh, you know, you mentioned also JJ. Um, you, it's not going to be long for you guys play him again, but you guys also played another, you know, some other former teammates out in New Mexico with Nico and Ford. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Ford didn't play, um, but I mean, you guys got to play against Nico, which uh, according to everybody I've heard who had to defend him was one of the hardest people to defend ever, but you guys kind of kept him in, in the back pocket this, uh, this last, uh, weekend, you know, how much knowing how he played helped or was it, you know, just kind of like, all right, we, we're just confident coming into this anyway. 
Well, we were definitely confident going in. Um, we've got high expectations and, and high standards for our play right now. But knowing Nico, knowing that he can sometimes create a goal out of nothing, you know, you give him a half chance, it might end up in the back of the net. I think we were more dialed in uh, defensively, especially when it was in and around the box. So I think that, that probably helped us. So, uh, yeah, that was it's really fun to play against play against uh, former teammates. Uh, I mean, you guys already played against JJ, which <laughs> everybody, uh, all the fans, like which that game out in Tulsa was just still one of the more infuriating matches, not because of you guys. I mean, that was a BS red card. I You don't have to say anything about that. But, I mean, the red card that Alex got was garbage. I completely oh, yeah, changed I remember the game. that one. Yeah. Um, you know, played against JJ. We were all like, well, JJ is going to score. We know that he's going to score against us. And that didn't happen, luckily. But we were pretty confident that that was going to happen. But, you know, he's coming back to Birmingham uh, on the 23rd uh, coming up now. You, going against a guy who's not only from around here, uh, he played here since year one. Um it's, it feels a little bit different than the relationship maybe with Nico. He was a local guy who was also here since the very beginning. Does it kind of feel different or is that something that just like doesn't even really get thought about until that week? No, I think, I think that it's not too much different. You probably won't even think about it until that week. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's had that one circle on his calendar though, playing against his former side. I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, he always seemed to play like crazy whenever we played Atlanta. So, and Atlanta United too. So, uh, yeah, that's him true. and Anderson both. Anderson always goes nut job against Atlanta United too for some reason, <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons. But he, I asked him before, he said that there's nothing there. He, it, I don't believe him. <laughs> but so I, I want to ask a little bit more about this New Mexico match. And the first thing okay. that, how bad was the pitch dude i have to ask how bad was that it looked horrible the it was interesting you could you could feel the mound it went elevated a little bit and then the infield to the outfield there was some you could kind of see the line of the dirt and it was raised about two inches probably so it wasn't ideal that being said i feel like we got to get over that quick you know because New Mexico's playing on the same field. As yeah. as much problems as we have with it, they're gonna they're gonna be in the same boat. And I think we dealt I think we dealt fairly well with it. We we picked and choose picked and chose our times to play, especially when we were on that infield in the first half. Um, we didn't want to get ourselves in a sticky situation, trying to overplay in a, in a bad area. But also, I thought we we did well when we had the chance when we had the time and the space guys are making decisions on the ball so i didn't think the field played too much of a factor going into it when we first walked out before the game we were like oh man this is rough <laughs> but once the game you know leading up warm-ups and once the game starts it's not even a thought really i mean this is i mean it, it was a really cool match to watch i mean the camera situation's better than any of the other baseball fields so as fans at home it was like okay this is at least a better watch. I mean, Tulsa's camera experience was awful. Tulsa, <laughs> it was bad. I I don't know. Were you out in Tulsa for that match, or were you still here? In yeah, Miami? yeah, yeah. I was so out there. You didn't have to watch that film then, or at least what we had to watch. God bless you. That was bad. Um, yeah. but 
something that was really, really uh, cool to see was, you know, we get the 2-0 win. Uh, for the biggest crowd in the USL this year, you guys put on a show in front of tw- over 12,000 fans. What kind of atmosphere was it like and how was it feel to kind of play the bad guy whenever you're playing in front of that many people? I think it's, I think it's super fun being the bad guy when you're away and to have that many fans there and and they were getting loud, but then as soon as we scored, it's just a hush, you know, and then, and then all you can hear is us just celebrating on the field. And I love hearing that. And then I feel like, that kind of drives us to get another one and, and not let them back in the game at all. And uh, yeah, to be fair, it was, it was a really cool environment. Their fans support their team really well and you can tell they, they enjoy the team. And so that's, that's fun to see just as a player, just to see the support they were in. So that was fun to be a part of. And it was even more fun knowing that it was the record attendance and their party was spoiled. You know, they went to that, that game with five wins in a row. So, yeah. you know, their guy, their fans, thought this was going to be six and uh so that was yeah i got a sick twisted pleasure from being the bad guy in that one (laughs) i know i know well i don't know maybe you guys do but there was the big media group out there the guys that i'm pretty good friends with they're good folks but i was listening to their prediction they're like oh this is easily going to be a a three nil four nil win for new mexico and it's like Legion have no chance. They were bad to begin the year. They're going to be bad again. We're going to destroy them. And Juan puts that first goal in. Well, MVO makes that insane stop. First off, the of all. post, yeah, that kept us in it, and that was that was big. I I was it like having a keeper back there that even if you make a mistake, you guys have been so good all year long. But even if you had that lapse, knowing that you have him back there, how much does that help? Oh yeah. I mean, you said it, it just gives you, it gives you confidence. And when he makes that save, you know, he's hyped, but we want to repay him now and make sure that we lock it down. So when he makes a big save like that, it's like he had our back. So now we're going to make it count. You know, it's not going to be in vain. So that, yeah, that's, that's huge. And when Johnny goes and makes that run uh, right into the middle of the box Crosses it with his left foot, which he has a sneaky weak foot, which yeah. does not get talked about enough. And Juan <laughs> gets his head on it right in the middle of their minute. Uh, was it the magic minute or whatever the it magic is? Minute. Yeah. And right in the middle of it, scores that goal and just silence. I yeah. As a fan, it was just everything about it was perfection. And you kind of talked about it, just you know that kind of sick, twisted, loving every single minute of it. Just, I mean, how do you bring yourself back down? Because I would be running on all the adrenaline after that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hardly slept after the game. I could not fall asleep. I was just laying there. I was like too wired from the game still hours later. I, but, yeah, that, that goal and the next one really was like just how we had talked about, just how we kind of drew it up. So that was, that was a really satisfying way to, to put our opponents away like that. And this upcoming Saturday, you're going to one of the really famed crowds at this point in USL, going to Lynn family uh, to take on Louisville City, who once again is proving to be a beast in the East, as they always are. 
in we have you've been a part of the team. We've been up to Louisville. We've gotten the results. We've walked out of there with wins. And even though maybe the names on the roster this year aren't what they maybe were before, like if you're a USL fan, you've heard of Nico, you've heard of Junior, you've heard of whomever, you know, pick a name that was on that attacking list. You've heard of them. This year is not the same, but it, for Legion fans, I feel better about this team than I ever have. This feels like a more complete roster, a, a better roster. And knowing the run that we've been on, I mean, is there any kind of nerves or are there any kind of just like, well, they're really good. I mean, we just came out of New Mexico with a 2-0 win. What kind of confidence does that send you into Louisville? Yeah, I think getting that that last result now, it's like all all focus is on Louisville. We want to do the same thing. And we know they're going to be good, but we're thinking if we play our game, if we play brave, we know we can get the result. Even earlier in the year, we drew with Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I didn't think they were at their best, and I didn't think we were at our best. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a good game, but you know we have we have every expectation to go in and take care of business. The it seems like there's going to be a strong contingency of Legion fans making the trip too. So that's really, really exciting. Have, yeah, that's awesome. Have you got have you had a chance to play uh inland family yet? Yeah, yeah. I, I got on a couple times when we went up there uh in the past few years. It's it's a fun place to play. I I love the stadium. You know the pitch is gonna be nice, you know the fans are gonna be screaming. It's it's everything you want as a player playing under the lights there. So a couple more questions before I let you go, man. Um, with obviously it's going to be a long time before we're back home. We mentioned what's whole said <laughs> July 23rd. You guys are in the middle of just all of the away games. Luckily you have an Atlanta in the middle, so you can kind of come home for a day and, you know, come back and train. What's, how do you kind of get your mind and your body right for all the traveling that you guys are doing? <sighs> it's, it's tough. We, uh, I think mentally it's, it's not so bad because we got some road warriors. We got some, some guys that love, you know, being a, you know, you could call it the underdog, you know, cause you're going away, we're coming in. And I think we got guys that are just ready to fight, ready to be a warrior on the road. Historically, we've been good away. And I think we're looking at this stretch as just, we're going to grind out as many points as we can just, head down, get as many points. So I think mentally it's not so bad. Um, we've had time in between games, but they're going to start coming quicker and quicker. So yeah. I think the tough part was is physically getting ready, um, regenning and just staying sharp, which we've got we've got uh, Dan as our performance coach. Mm-hmm. We've got the whole staff working together. So I mean I, I'm I'm confident we're gonna we're gonna be at our at our very best. But I think mentally, yeah, I think we're good to go. You mentioned it before we started the recording that, as always, you guys are hitting that uh, 5 a.m. flight. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> as, are there, I mean, for me, who with being able to travel across the U.S. Uh, following Alabama football with band, whatever, it's not exactly the same, but you're on the bus, you're on, you're on the planes forever. And there's always a few people on there that are just no matter the time they are just having a party somewhere. The music's the music's going. They are or they are uh, they're talking when everybody else is trying to sleep. And you're just like, shut up. Who's like, 
Is there a guy? No, you'd be su- you'd be surprised how quiet the bus is leaving the hotel at four forty five in the morning. <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess uh, I guess there is so there's like nobody on the team that at least for for a few times it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know for sure JJ was that guy last year. <laughs> I never talked about him, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we have that too much this year. Like I said, leaving that early, it's uh, it's pretty quiet. For sure, for sure. Um, last thing for you, uh, with with you know, you've been here for a while, but I feel like not a lot of people know a lot about you. Really, what's something about you that maybe? that you do in your free time or that, you know, you have a weird talent or something that you're good at outside of outside of soccer. What's something that you think people should know about you that they probably don't already? Mm, That's a good question. I I feel like somebody asked this not too long ago in a, in an interview. Um, I've been playing a lot of chess these days and a, a lot of the guys on the team do. I go to, uh, Chess night every Thursday at Cahaba Brewing Company. So you can find me there playing some games. I'm in a pretty bad run of form lately, too. So eh, I've been taking a lot of L's. If you're trying to if you're trying to sneak one, now's the time. But at, at my best, you know, I, I, I love playing and um, I like getting getting games in. Avi, our assistant coach, he's, he's up there. He's real good as well. But, yeah, playing a lot of chess, trying to get as many people on the team into as I can. As who who have you been able to talk into it so far? Um, I got Eddie hooked a little bit. He's <laughs> he's figuring it out. It's a tough game. Like there's levels, right? So you you first start, it's it's a big learning curve, but he's coming along nicely. I just played with Ando last week. Okay. He he hadn't played before, so that was just a little introduction. I'm hoping he sticks with it. I think he'll be good. Bruno, that's who he he caught a couple wins against me on the away trip. That's, uh, that's what's been getting me down a little bit in the past. Maybe, maybe he hasn't had as good results, but you know, lately he's been sharp. So he's good as well. I'm and Grayson, s- I played Grayson a lot. I Grayson, I, there was, I cannot, I mean, he's so good. I, I love watching him play. He, you can tell that he has a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're just not paying attention I'm sure somebody has told you, you guys are doppelgangers. You realize that, right? Me and Grayson. Yes. If I you, haven't heard that. If you are, it's something about, I think, the hair and just the general body type. But, like, yeah, if you're just not paying attention and you don't see numbers, it's like, Jake, Grayson, uh, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm growing the hair out. I got to get my own look. Man, you, I see these pictures of you from back when you were at Western Michigan and Indiana. Whenever people, hey, whenever you have to go to those college, like we got to take your picture for the website. I, I mean, some of them, how do they, what do they even tell you to do? Because, I mean, half of the ones in like for uh, Western Michigan, you're they're, you're just yelling at a camera. They tell you just scream at this camera. <laughs> we'll take pictures of you. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did do that at, at Western. They had like a little photo shoot room and, it's it's so awkward when they tell you like, all right, do like a celebration and, and get real hype. And you're just standing in a room with everyone just standing around and the camera in your face. And it's like, uh, I'll try. It's really <laughs> awkward to try to get hype when you're not. And then it like it's just for a picture. I don't know. 
Some people might be better at it. For me, it's tough. I mean, did you see the video of, I don't know how much you follow the NFL, but the Denver Broncos put out a video of Russell Wilson, like cutting, cutting bits for inside the stadium. But instead of releasing the final product, they just released all of the outtakes. Of <laughs> no, I didn't stand- see that. It's so it's horrible to watch. It's like every single emotion. Like he goes through and he goes, let's go Broncos. Let's ride. And then let's go Broncos. Let's ride. (laughs) And it's about a two minute video and it's painfully awkward. Is that kind of what you have to sit there? It's like, no, no, no. You need to look like this. And they just keep making you do it over and over again. Yeah, really. It's like, you do it once and you're like, all right, that's good. I don't really care. I just want to move on. For me, I, don't, I hate that part of it. It's it's way better when you get a picture of somebody celebrating a goal on the field and, you know, the fans are going crazy. Everyone, that's, like, way better. So, yeah, in a in a dark room with, like, a screen, a green screen behind you or something, it's like, yeah, I, I'm not really into this. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't even imagine trying just to fake get hype because, I mean <laughs> – I mean, in my mind, I'm trying to imagine it. Do you actually yell at the camera or do you do an awkward yeah. thing where you look like you're yelling? Because that might be even more awkward for everybody in attendance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you usually just like if you're doing like a scream or something, you just yell at the camera. <laughs> and then and then the worst part is your teammates are all behind the cameraman laughing. Oh, dude, that's awful. <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, I said that was going to be the last thing uh, for, you know, just kind of the last thing for I'll let you go. Uh, what's some final words that you have to say for all for all the Legion fans and USL fans around the country who are going to be listening to this? What's uh, what's some parting thoughts you have for them? Well, for the Legion fans, we miss playing at home in front of you guys. And we're looking forward to getting back. And uh, I just hope the support keeps keeps going and going and uh we love playing for you guys it makes the game a lot more fun so thank you and to usl fans in general i'm sorry but you're not going to want to see us come to your stadium because we're there to take points and that's how it is but we look forward to it yes sir hey i appreciate you jake um if they want to find you on socials uh where can they find you on there yeah i only do uh instagram and it's just at jake roof simple very simple. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. I really appreciate you, brother, for hopping on for about an hour and uh, talking a little bit. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. See you later, man. Yep. Take it easy.